The Think Tank. KTAR News on 92.3 FM and KTAR.com. We are back with attorney Tom Ryan and attorney uh, Paul Charlton, who was, among other things, the U.S. attorney for Arizona, appointed by George Bush, and therefore is going to get the first question because it involves a criminal issue, which is part of the domain, the primary domain, I guess, of U.S. attorney. Uh, is that a fair statement? Sure, it that is. The job yes. is primarily criminal? Yes. Uh, in contrast to uh, attorney general, the people think deal with crimes, and mostly they deal with civil Correct. law. And the, the real prosecutor, and I think it's something we could have mentioned last time, the, isn't, is it not the case that this issue we talked about in the last segment could also be prosecuted by Maricopa County attorney? That's exactly right. Yeah. Alistair Adele has jurisdiction for this as well. And joint jurisdiction, so either would be equally free to pursue? Correct. Okay. That's a little side. Okay, Trump companies were criminally indicted basically for tax evasion. And uh, this, I think, will confuse a lot of people. And I got to say, I'm a bit confused it, it, as well. What does it mean uh, to convict a company? I know if I, as an individual, am convicted of a crime, I can not only be fined, I can be sent to jail, sent to prison. You can't send a company to prison. What does it mean to indict a company? And if convicted, what could happen? And how does that differ from that for an individual? So uh, it's a great question. It differs from an individual, just as you say, Mike, because you can't send a company charter to prison. But what you can do is uh, impose a significant fine on that company. You can uh, restrict the company's ability to do business in the future. Uh, you can ask for all of the records that that company may hold in order to seek charges against other individuals. What prosecutors don't like to do and rarely do is charge a company so that in that trial, if you will, and sitting at the defense table is nothing other than the company charter. What they typically will do is charge the company and select out an individual, a human being, to sit at that defense table of well. And, of course, as you know, they've done that here with Alan Weisselberg. Who, who was the CFO of the company. Correct. Really a, uh, the highest uh, person in that company whose last name is not Trump. And a couple of thoughts about that. Uh, first, uh, it is uh, a practice that prosecutors have done for over 200 years. It is ethical. It is appropriate to charge a subordinate in the hopes that that subordinate will provide information and evidence against that subordinate's supervisor. And here, I think it's a fair conclusion to say the New York attorney, uh, uh, Cyrus Vance, is looking to see whether or not there aren't prosecutable charges against former President Trump. Uh, And it's also uh, correct to point out that uh, they want this cooperation because they may not yet have the evidence to bring any charges against anyone other than Mr. Weisselberg. Uh, Tom, when I ask you, there was a New York former New York state prosecutor who observed some curious wording in the indictment. And the wording was one of the largest individual beneficiaries of the defendant's scheme was Alan Weisselberg. He goes on to point out, he said the word individual suggests that other people, not corporations, but people benefited from the tax avoidance scheme. The government could have said this is uh, 
Robert Zellin, former New York state prosecutor, could have said he was the only one. He didn't have to use the word individual. And he says the fact that the government inserted the word individual means that there may be others who enjoy perp. The fact that the government said one of the largest by its very nature nature means that other people were doing the same or similar things. So who are these other people? Well, as as we know from um, Alan Weisselberger's former daughter-in-law, there were other individuals who were accepting these perks off the books and uh, we're not paying taxes on them. Um, and so what's happening is, more likely than not, Cyrus Vance's office is still investigating the others, may not have the same level of proof that they had against Alan Weisselberg. But here's the biggest problem for Alan Weisselberg and the Trump organization and anybody who accepted perks the way Alan Weisselberg did. There are two sets of books. If this was a case where Alan Weisselberg just didn't know the law and was making mistakes, there would only be one set of books. And you could look at it and say, gosh, you really didn't understand Two this. sets of books means one book get, gets turned over to the IRS when you file your taxes, and the other one is in your bottom drawer. Correct. And the one in the bottom drawer was the one that was uh, given to Donald Trump, so to speak. Uh, and so what they were doing was they had agreed to a certain um, income level for Alan Weisselberg, it, there was a low salary but high perks that benefited not only Allen but his children. That means that he doesn't – the high perks means that he doesn't pay tax on the difference. Correct, and neither does neither do the Trump organizations. They and don't pay payroll taxes if you pay some, some kid's tuition. Correct, and so that was, that was cheating multiple levels of taxing entities. Uh, the, <laughs> the crazy thing is – we have Donald Trump at a recent uh, rally, I think it was down in Alabama or Mississippi, somewhere in the South, and he's bragging about the fact that, yeah, this is how we do it. You know, how- we We're going to get into that in, the next, right, we'll in, the, to- in the next segment. But <laughs> I guess I make about Trump organization, this is true of a lot of development companies. It might have been multi-billions of dollars in assets and deals, but it's a handful of people. Oh, yeah. It's no, 10 it- or 12 people. Correct. It was a very, you know, the Trump organizations, the people who actually ran the Trump organization was very close knit and very, very limited family members of the Trumps and family members of the Weisselbergs. That was it. And there were a few outside friends like a Michael Cohen or my favorite character in this is Matthew Calamari. You know, just that that gives you an image right there. Handful of people. We'll pick this up and we'll talk about this possible admission uh, at the uh, at the stump speech. When we return in just a moment in the think tank, our guests are uh, Tom Ryan and Paul Charlton, and we will talk uh, about this matter and uh, the the Trump speech the other day, which some people think uh, constituted a possible uh, confession to facts. When we return in a moment in the think tank. 